Live from WNUR News, I'm Alex Harrison. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HD1, Evanston, Chicago. It's Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. Tonight on WNUR News, Northwestern's Knitting Club picks up the needles once again. Korean Netflix series My Name is the latest to capture a worldwide spotlight. And the Atlanta Braves cap off an unlikely World Series run in Houston. Those stories and more coming up tonight on WNUR News. Thanks for tuning in to WNUR News. In campus and local tonight, temperatures around campus are dropping fast as we enter November, and nothing helps beat back the chill like wool knitted winter gear. Thankfully, Knit Western has made their return from the pandemic. Reporter Paz Baum follows the thread. Today, we are getting into the nitty-gritty of Knitwestern, Northwestern's Knitting Club. Knitwestern is a tight-knit group of people that come together every Monday night to stitch and chat. I sat down with Knitwestern's founder and former president, Weinberg Senior Sarah, to learn more. How did Knitwestern start? So, it's kind of a long story actually. When I was looking for colleges originally, I was really interested in whether the schools that I was looking at had a knitting club, like that's something that was on my list. Um, and if they didn't, how easy was it going to be to, for me to start a club? Because knitting has always been important to me. I learned how to knit when I was like nine, um, and I've always used it as a way of creating community with other people and making things for other people to use. I. Um, I was looking and I was thinking like, okay, so if there's not a knitting club, I really want to start one because I have this passion and I want to continue doing it. And so when I toured Northwestern, I asked about the knitting club and they didn't have one yet, but they had this old faculty and staff knitting club that was called Compassion Knit that had gone dormant a couple of years before um, I arrived here. And so I emailed the old faculty advisor and I was like, hey, is it going to be possible for me to restart this in a more student-centered capacity? And she was like, yeah, if you get in, let me know um, and we can discuss, you know, how to how to go about starting it. And so long story short, I ended up here and I started the club because there still wasn't an editing club. Um, and I really wanted to make that happen for Northwestern because, again, it's really important to me. And so I talked to that advisor and I found a couple of friends that I had made um, through classes and in my dorm. And together we started the club in October of 2018, my freshman year. That's a great story. I really like it. Um, so what's the goal of the of Knitwestern? Yeah, so broadly speaking, the goal is kind of, there's kind of two parts to this goal. So the goal is to teach people how to knit and use those skills to make items in need and also create community. So maybe a three-part goal instead of two. <laughs> the items that Northwestern uh, members knit are donated, um, as it says like in your description and as you've mentioned. Uh, what organizations do you guys partner with? Yeah, so um, in the past we have worked with Inspiration Corporation, which is a really cool org in the city that helps folks who are um, unhoused and or sort of navigating this space of potentially being just being released from incarceration. And so they're kind of trying to figure out how to get on their feet. And so Inspiration Corporation is really dedicated to taking those folks in and helping them develop the kinds of skills that they need to be successful in the jobs that they want to do. And so we've donated it to them and we've also donated to the Howard Brown Youth Center. Um, and it's the Broadway Youth Center of Howard Brown Health, excuse me. Um, it's been a while since we had a donation for them, but they're a really, really great organization also in the city um, that helps 
queer and trans youth, so like 12 to 24 year olds who are experiencing varying levels of like housing instability, um, potentially family issues. They might not have access to the kinds of medical and social services that um, people who have more straightforward relationships with that kind of thing, especially with money, tend to have. Um, and so the center will allow folks to just come in and, and get what they need, basically. And so we've also worked with them in order to provide really colorful, fun items for those folks as well. So you can you can go to that center and get a knitted item, and you can get your HIV test, and you can get help with school or with your job applications. You can get a checkup. You can get mental health care. It's a really great organization. Um, and then most recently, last year, we partnered with Students Organizing for Labor Rights Northwestern to support Northwestern service workers and their families as the university really um, did not step up and help them in the way that we felt that they should. Needles to say, Northwestern's foundation and initiatives are admirable. To gain another perspective, I then spoke with new member Maya, who was a first year in Weinberg. What made you want to join Northwestern? I have been knitting for a while. It's something that I use to decompress, something that I really enjoy doing. Um, it always gives my hands something to do when I need to, you know, read a long paper or if I want to watch TV. Knit Western offers a lot, the chance to learn a new skill, a break from studying, even philanthropy. What aspect of the club do you like best? Oh, that's a really good question because I like all those aspects of the club but I think the one thing that Knit Western does a really good job of doing is emphasizing the fact that knitting is a way to bring people together as a community um, be that you know working towards the goal of creating things to donate um, or just knitting together and making an activity that is usually considered a solo endeavor into something more you know communal. I don't know about you, but Knit Western has me hooked. You can join the club by DMing them on Instagram at Knit Western, that's K-N-I-T Western, emailing them at knitwestern at gmail.com or showing up to a meeting anytime. Before letting my interviewees go, I had to ask them one last thing. What is their favorite item they have ever knitted? For Sarah, it was... A sweater with a really pretty cable detail along the sleeves, um, and it took me a really long time to make that, and that's probably what I'm most proud of. And for Maya... A knit heart with this super thick yarn, so it was huge. It was probably like three feet tall and like two feet wide. You heard it here, listeners. If you're ever looking for a new hobby or a way to procrastinate knit on your homework, join Knit Western. Moving now to arts and entertainment... Following the massive, massive success of the first season of Squid Game, another Korean Netflix show has captured the spotlight for both American and worldwide audiences, My Name. Reporter Jung-un Jennifer Kim takes a critical look at the show, as well as some of the conversation surrounding it. The recently released Korean Netflix show My Name has been gaining much attention in the States, along with the global sensation of Squid Game. The series tells the story of a woman by the name of Yu Ji-woo, who joins an ill-reputed gang to seek revenge for her father's death. There has been much dissent on the show's significance. Daniel Min, a Korean freshman at Northwestern, believes the show received more applause than its true value. 
it was the plot line was pretty cliche and sort of predictable to me. But outside of that, I thought the build up itself was kind of too rushed. Ranking as high as fifth in the U.S. and fourth on the global streaming chart, my name has definitely followed the footsteps of Squid Game. And though Daniel disliked the fact that the thriller movie lacked a twist, the movie did consist of aspects he enjoyed. I also kind of sort of enjoyed the OSTs and the songs included in the show. I thought they really added uh, to the liveliness of of the show itself. So, while he personally found the soundtrack amusing. Daniel believes there are other factors that allowed the drama to succeed internationally. The story may not be the best, but he argues the cinematography caught his attention. Well, I think like the main uh, driving factor for my name's success was particularly the action, the well-planned camera rolls, and the acting of individual of individual actors. I was really into their acting, and I thought the action was just so real that it made me really delve into the details of the show. Because my name followed the roaring success of Squid Game, some have speculated that it began a worldwide Korean wave, allowing my name to receive more recognition than it would have otherwise. But Daniel says the success of my name seems irrelevant to that of Squid Game. Generally, their genres are very apart from each other. They're very different from each other. For example, Squid Game kind of combine like comedy and. Violence. Well, both are pretty violent, but my name was pretty noir and a lot of action. So I wouldn't say that they were. It, uh, my name success was benefited from Squid Game. I think it was just another well planned show. Um, out of ten, I rate Squid Game like an eight. Uh, my name, I would rate it around like six point five out of ten. Daniel says he has more reasoning for such low ratings. He adds that the sexual scene between the two main protagonists seemed quite unnecessary, as it contributed nothing to the plot. Like the relationship between the、uh, pro- the male protagonist and the female protagonist was just too shallow and ended up too quickly. In fact, the scene had further sparked a controversy when the lead actress Han So Hee revealed she had been unaware of an intimate scene prior to filming. It may be quite an awkward scene to watch with your parents. With whom? Definitely people over eighteen years old, because I don't think it's that appropriate for teenagers to watch. Other than such, Daniel says people's opinions on my name seem to vary based on their taste for shows. For example, if you like romance, I wouldn't really recommend this show. But if you like a lot of action, a lot of violence, I guess maybe if you're like into movies like Mission Impossible, I would highly recommend it. But otherwise, uh. Maybe not. I guess anyone who regularly watches action would, at the very least, enjoy the action scenes. And for those interested in exploring other Korean action shows, Daniel gives recommendations of some of his favorites. I would recommend DP. DP is about the Korean military. Another K drama in Netflix I recommend is Kingdom.、Um, Kingdom is like a zombie drama. I call it the fifteen、uh, hundreds version of the Train to Busan, but just better. If you thought Squid Game was a good watch, My Name, DP, and Kingdom could all be your new potential favorite K drama. While they may not meet the quality of Squid Game, all of them are worth watching in your free time. This is Jungle Jennifer Kim signing off from WNUR News. After the break, a recap of the Atlanta Braves' unlikely campaign for the championship. WNUR News will return after these messages. 
three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press Do you need to travel for medical reasons but don't have the money? Are you an abused mother who needs to escape to the protection of family? Angel Flight believes nobody should be denied medical care or other help because they can't afford to travel. Angel Flight has volunteer pilots standing by to help those in need. Contact Angel Flight to see if they can help you. Call toll-free 1-877-621-7177 or go to angelflight.org. This message brought to you by Angel Flight and WNUR. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that pinata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to WNUR News at 6. It's 6.13 p.m. Central Time. I'm, Al <clears throat> I'm Alex Harrison. Spoiler alert, this next package covers last night's Game 6 of the World Series. The Atlanta Braves took on the Houston Astros at Minute Maid Park in Houston. Reporter Zach McCrary recaps their 7-0 victory to secure the title and the unlikely road they followed to get there. It's not always about the money, Spider-Man. It's about the Mets, baby. Love the Mets. All right, baby, let's go. Get a home run, baby. Love the Mets. Let's go Mets. Sorry, Kingpin. Maybe next year. This year, the ring's going somewhere. It hasn't gone in over 25 years. 0-2 on the way. Chopper out to Dansby. Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is. The Atlanta Braves are world champions. The Atlanta Braves have won the 2021 World Series in six games over the Houston Astros. Pure euphoria down on the field. The Braves are world champions of 2021. How did we get here? The season ended with the Giants and Dodgers both having the best record in baseball. Giants with 107 wins, Dodgers 106. But, because of the format of the MLB postseason, only one team can win the division and be seeded into the tournament. Six divisions across baseball means six teams in the postseason. Four additional teams, two teams each from the National League and the American League, that have the highest records but didn't clinch their division, qualify to play in the wild card games. A one-game showdown determines which team faces the winningest team in their respective league. In the NL, the 106 and 56 Dodgers face the 90 and 72 Cardinals in LA. With two outs in the ninth, the game tied one to one. The game was capped off by a stellar walk-off homer from Chris Taylor to win 3-1. to one. Two balls and a strike to count on Taylor. Reyes fires. Swing and a drive. Deep left field. This is way back. Walk him off. Chris Taylor. NLDS series. Dodgers versus Giants. 
Braves versus Brewers. The Braves in particular made a great run to make it to the postseason in the last 10 games of the regular season, winning 8 of their last 10 to overtake the Phillies, a team that lost 6 of their last 10 games. The Braves ended up sending the Brewers packing in just 4 games, advancing to the NLCS. Thursday, October 14th. A cool night in San Francisco. Every other series in the divisional round had been decided at this point. Dodgers-Giants was the only series that went to a deciding Game 5. In the ninth inning, with the game tied 1-1, Cody Bellinger sends a hit to shallow right field to allow Turner to score. 2-1 Dodgers. Giants have to score to at least stay in the game. With two outs in the bottom of the ninth, this happens. No balls, two strikes. And Flores, did he go? He Whoa. did! And the game ends! Oh. A swinging strike three! No. Gabe Morales rings him up. The game is over. And the Los Angeles Dodgers are headed to the National League Championship Series. I didn't think he went on the slider from Max. Gabe Morales thought he did. Boy, what a way to end the game. This, oh, oh man, boy, he didn't go. that's bad. I don't think he went. That's bad. Can't end the game that way. Here's Weinberg senior Jake Lyons and McCormick senior Sheldon Wong, both Giants fans and some of the biggest baseball fans that I know. I mean, how, uh, how else do you react to something like that? <laughs> anger. Like, I mean, it was obviously anger first. I mean, there's, yeah. but then there's like, there's nothing you can do. So it's just turned to sadness, I guess. I mean, that's kind of a cliche. Like, I kind of expect to respond. Um, I mean, it, it is kind of like, it was kind of like, I guess, different because obviously, like, there's never been like a moment that big. And they call and it, and it's like, and we've lost like, like a missed call or something like that. I guess, I mean, surreal is kind of the wrong word. But really just upset and. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, yeah, that was not fun. I mean, I was at that point, I was already like kind of down. Like, I'd almost sort of begun to accept that we were like probably going to lose, given that Flores in his career is like what he was like 0 for 19 against Scherzer or something stupid like that. But like, I just, yeah, when it happened, first of all, I like, I didn't, I, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, he probably just went. And then I saw the replay and I just like yelled very loudly <laughs> because, well, obviously. And then, yeah. And then it kind of just quickly evaporated into deep yeah. sadness. Yeah. I was, uh, I, I was sad for, I, I didn't go to class the next day. I was that sad. Like realistically, if he, if he calls it a non-swing, like, we probably just lose anyway, but it just to end it on something like that is just it hurts a little extra, I guess. But who really knows what could have happened had that check swing resulted in a ball like it should have? Although it leaves a series where the two teams with the best records this year in baseball face each other on a horribly sour note, the chips fell where they did, and the Dodgers moved on to the NLCS against the Braves a series where they fell short four games to two to Atlanta. That left the Atlanta Braves to face the Houston Astros. 
likely one of the most hated franchises in all of Major League Baseball for their multiple cheating scandals in recent years among their multiple World Series runs, making it three times since 2017 and winning once. For once, most people were cheering on the Braves, a team that hasn't won an NL pennant since the 90s. The Astros are very close to the Dodgers in terms of teams I dislike the most. Yes. <laughs> Braves are probably one of my, I guess... Well, I don't really have a least favorite teams other than the Dodgers and like the Yankees and the Astros. Um, so re- really, I don't care who wins, but I do like the Braves a little bit because of Freddie Freeman, because of uh, well, because well, it used to be because of Acuna, but he's obviously hurt. Um, they have like they've always been like a team that kind of like feels like pretty easy to root for in terms of the players that they have. And in Game Six last night, it happened. Atlanta shut out Houston seven to nothing. Atlanta are this year's champions of the world. So now that this season is over, we now look ahead to next season. Sportsbook odds are already out for who will win the 2022 World Series, with the Arizona Diamondbacks and Baltimore Orioles at the bottom of the list with 200 to one odds. The list is capped with the favorite Dodgers at 11 to two, Houston at seven to one, and the newly crowned champion Braves at 9-1. to What do our Giants fan think will happen next year? I guess now that this season's over, looking at the next season, do you see Giants taking it next year? Oh, boy. I don't know. Um, I mean, given the given how the team played like this year, like I wouldn't rule it out, but there's definitely... We have a lot of players who may not be returning. Like, I think... Crawford signed, but like, there's what? There's Posey, there's Bryant, there's, uh, well, I, I'm forgetting now, but there's a couple more guys who most like, n- not all of them will come back, probably realistically. Belt is another one. But I think a lot of the young guys this year also showed a lot of like promise and showed that they kind of have what it takes. Um, so, like, next year, maybe not, but I think. I think that sort of young talent in the clubhouse is good enough that in coming years, like based off of how guys played this year, that will definitely continue to be competitive. So, The Giants are listed at 16 to 1 to win next year for those keeping track. But who really knows what's to come next year though? Baseball is constantly changing in terms of its players and team staff. That's the beauty of the sport. You never really know what's going to happen next year. Who expected this to happen this year? For WNUR News, I'm Zach McCurry. After the break, a weather update to round out your week. WNUR News will return after these messages. Here at the GED Pep Talk Center, we've got a pep talk that can motivate you. Sometimes things don't always turn out the way you want them to. You can improve your future. Now get your game face on and take the first step towards a better life. Hurry up. Don't make me repeat myself. Whatever level of motivation you need, we've got a pep talk for you. Call 1-877-38-YOUR-GED or visit yourged.org for your pep talk and for free classes in your area. GED is a registered trademark of the American Council on Education. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 
Keeping your kids safe on the way to school is a bus driver's responsibility. When that driver is behind the wheel, they should be focused. And when you're driving, you should be focused too. Texting while driving on Illinois roads is illegal and deadly. Drive now, text later. You can't do both. This message brought to you by the Illinois Tollway State Police, Department of Transportation, Secretary of State, and AAA. Amnesty International is a worldwide organization dedicated to promoting human rights. Amnesty conducts letter-writing campaigns and tries to raise public awareness about capital punishment, police brutality, and torture in the United States and abroad. For more information about Amnesty International, you can check their national website at www.aiusa.org. This message brought to you by WNUR. I'm in almost every school bus in classroom. You see me around the neighborhood, and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me. We are Feeding America, brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to WNUR News. It's 6.25 p.m. Central Time. I'm Alex Harrison. Taking a look at the weather, temperatures tonight will dip as low as 31 degrees, providing a chilly but calm night with low winds and partly cloudy skies. Thursday will hold this course with a high of 48 and a low of 33. Cloud cover may make things relatively gloomy, but you can leave the umbrella at home as the chance of precipitation stays in the single digits throughout the day. Finally, Friday is looking to be a pleasant start to the weekend. You can expect lots of sunshine to bring back some warmth as the high will get up to 52 and the low hits only 38. This will lead into an unseasonably warm weekend where temperatures as high as 63 degrees are expected. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other stories of the day on our Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on our website, wnur.news. Again, that's wnur.news. Our producer today is Nick Song, and our reporters are Paz Baum, Jungun Jennifer Kim, and Zach McCrary. For all of us here at WNUR News, I'm Alex Harrison. Thank you so much for joining us. Join us next time on Friday, November 5th at 6 p.m. Now, back to scheduled programming.